0: Okay,
1: thank you everyone for joining us today for this special event. Um, My name is Nzinga Nomo, I'm the owner of AfriWare Books Company. And today's event is actually co-hosted by six black owned booksellers, AfriWare Books, Community Book Center, Bingham's Books and Culture, Wow Book and Toy Store, Detroit Book City, More Books, LLC, and SOA Company Books. And the Black Bookstore Collective was created out of a desire to make bigger moves together as one. And we understand that we're able to leverage our power better together. We were formed um, shortly after the murder of George Floyd, um, recognizing that the desire to read Black more about the Black experience and um, understand beyond what the media was was sharing um, became mission one. And many of us um, received much greater sales in that period. And so we came together and exchanged notes and decided that we would start hosting um, events together. I think it is black bookstores that we have to thank for um, keeping what could be banned books still in circulation. And you know, that is a hot topic today where many politicians are trying to Um, ban more and more books. So the importance of the um, viability of Black bookstores is paramount. The Black Bookstore Collective also wants to thank Corto, the publisher of this book, The Juneteenth Story, for being open to the Black Bookstore Collective. Okay, so today we're going to um, Here's how the the format is going to work. I'm going to introduce our esteemed guest, the author. Um, We're going to chat for about 15, 20 minutes um, with some prepared questions. Of course, I'm going to introduce her. And then we'd like you to um, share any questions that you have. So we'll pause. And our producer, who is the great Jeff Johnson, will be reading your questions from the chat. Um, so I hope that sounds good. Um, I want nice. to make sure to mention that um, while you may have been invited to this event um, under the, with the understanding that the hardcover book of the June teen story was the only one available, as of a few days ago, um, the paperback has been released, which is really, really exciting um, because the hard cut, it was so popular that it quickly went out. I mean, it's a good problem. It went out of print. <laughs> um, and so the publisher stepped up to the plate and made the paperback available too. So whoever invited you to this event, whichever bookstore it was, Um, please reach out to them directly. It's not even on our AfriWare book site yet, but if you just um, email us, we'll make sure um, that you also have access to that. Um, Another exciting announcement is that the publisher, because the hardcover was not available, um, is making these free posters (laughs) available to anyone who well, I would say the first 30 people per store um, gets a free purchase with a free, excuse me, a free poster with their purchase. And it says celebrate freedom. And you know, we love this one because the read in freedom. So um, if you are local to the booksellers that you purchased them from, they are being shipped out on Thursday. So they may not make it by exactly Juneteenth, but check please shortly after and you will be entitled to a poster. If you purchased online, we will send the poster with your purchase once we receive them. So <laughs> that's a little, um, housekeeping details, um, hopefully, to pique your interest in this very, very special book. Okay, so without further ado, I'm going to introduce Leah Agostini, and um, I'm going to read this first introductory sentence with great sadness in my heart because she is a native of buffalo new york and certainly anyone who has been paying attention to the news knows about the massacre that happened in buffalo and so we want to first um send our condolences and and uh hearts um, to you and your family and your friends in the, in, the, in the area. I think you I want you to feel free as you are comfortable to share at any point um, more on that, but um, that is her introduction. She's a native of Buffalo. She has marketed everything from beauty products to scrappy, to scrappy startups, but motherhood helped her return to her first love, children's literature. She writes to spread joy, truth, and to help more children see themselves reflected on the page. Aaliyah is a member of KidLit Lit in Color, Black Creators HQ, the picture book Sunrays, and S C B W I, please share with us later what that means. Um, she has been a guest on a number of podcasts and has also been featured on CNN, the Washington Post.com, Good Housekeeping, and more. Miss Agostini is the author of the Juneteenth story, celebrating the end of slavery in the United States in the United States and the upcoming big tune. Oh, upcoming booksellers, our ears peak when we hear that. Um, Rise of the Dance Hall Prince and a little golden book about Oprah Winfrey. Oh, that's so wonderful. She resides in New York with her family and has an AB and an MBA from Harvard. Please, virtually in virtual <laughs> style, um, welcome, clap your hands for Miss Augustini. <laughs> okay. Uh oh, we cannot hear you. At least I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Yes.
0: Okay. Woo. Always
1: something, right? <laughs> right, right. Great, great. <laughs> we, great. That. we work it out. Yes,
0: we do. Thank you so much for the kind introduction and especially for the words of you know condolence for my for my hometown. Um it's been a really interesting few weeks uh, to say the least. Um, but I am grateful right now to have written a book that helps highlight a tradition that has, you know found itself to my community over 46 years ago um, and is the reason why I wrote this book. So this is uh, there are no coincidences. Um, And in right now, um, you know, as I continue to talk about the book, I continue to make sure to emphasize the strength of the Black community of Buffalo, um, what it means to me personally, and the fact that this incident is something that happened to us but will not define us. Um, So I'm just doing whatever I can within my power to make sure You know, although people typically think of Buffalo, they think of the Bills, they think of snow, they think of chicken wings and with James, um, that this massacre is not, not something that will, will define us. And I, I just, it still blows my mind, honestly, that, that tops, there's, there's a whole history of how it even exists in the community, um. That you know is also kind of tied to to some of my own family's narrative, but um, you know I'll be doing an event across the street from there at at a library. Um, in fact, our very first Juneteenth celebration in Buffalo before I was born was held on Jefferson Avenue, which is where that tops is. It was once the hub of, of the Black community of Buffalo. So, um, you know, it, it's we're so much more than that. Um, but at least, you know, right now we're getting an opportunity to talk about that, too. And I'm, I'm grateful for that at the very least. But my heart continues to go out to every single family member who is dealing and every friend that's dealing with the loss of a loved one right now. Buffalo is big, but Buffalo is small at the same time. And I knew as soon as I heard you know, that there were victims, that there'd be some link before you knew it. It was a classmate's uncle. It was another classmate's mother-in-law. You know, just so many, so many connections, and just so many people that were so familiar. And I think so many of us um, who didn't have a family member who was a direct victim were honestly grateful. Um, you know, we just counted our blessings because I know that's a, my my mother and my aunts go to that same supermarket with my my grandfather. You know, um, so it's uh, it just it just really it just really hits literally hit home and um still really from that but but thank you for your condolences
1: absolutely yeah. oh my yeah, yeah. this yeah. this world <laughs> that we're in is much work to be done of course and yeah thank you for putting this little masterpiece together oh my <laughs> gosh this got my attention immediately and it was so timely and oh you guys i cannot think of a better um care package that it was also surrounded with and um let me just tell everyone now we do um have a recording cut off uh for 15 minutes into this program we're going to still um move forward but we want to make sure that there was there is also um much for those who have not um, met Miss Agostini for um, a future uh, a future signing or rather um, interview. Yeah. So we'll we'll do a, a little um, appetizer version, and uh, then we'll cut it off, and then we'll we'll continue. Uh, Okay, so my first question. Hmm. So what inspired you to write this book? Yes, it came out in 2022. Um, Mm -hmm. When did the whole, when did you birth the idea and how long did it take to write all of those good things?
0: Yeah, great question. So actually, Cordo um, was looking for a writer to write a book about Juneteenth. And at the time, I was primarily focused on fiction. In fact, Big Tune was supposed to be my first book. Um, So when I heard about the opportunity to write a Juneteenth book, I knew that that was something that I would be interested in doing um, because my grandfather helped found the Juneteenth celebration in Buffalo um, 46 years ago in 1976. So Buffalo has had one of the largest celebrations in the country since that point. Um, and a lot of people don't realize that. And, um, you know, as I, I, I was like, I definitely want to do this book because not only is it an opportunity as, as a mother to kind of tell a factual telling of, of, you know, the events that led up to Juneteenth, it's also an opportunity to kind of share a little bit about my own personal experience growing up in this community that has often gone overlooked as far as, um, you know, Juneteenth celebrations go. And, um. When I mentioned the opportunity to my grandfather, he was just really excited. He called me every single day until we knew that it was happening. He was like, are you going to write that book about Juneteenth? Are you going to write that book about Juneteenth? I was like, yes, Papa, I'm going to write the book about Juneteenth. I think it's going to happen. And then it did. So the timeline for it was relatively short. Um, there was, it's probably, it was less than a year from um, you know starting research to actually getting it on the shelf, which is very short in the, in the life of a, a picture book, especially when it has to go through illustration too. And I'm not the illustrator. So, um, you know, when we are writing the book and I, I worked with uh, you know, a series of, of really great editors, We were really making sure we were focused on creating a book that was, you know, a, a wordier than typical, um, picture book, but one that could really be a resource for, for elementary age students to learn about, the holiday and my secondary mission too was because it's a picture book um, to make sure that it was a resource that families could use and parents could use to learn about the holiday because i knew that this is a rare opportunity where we're educating multiple generations at the same time since juneteenth was obviously um was missing from a lot of our our schooling and our curriculums growing up absolutely
1: yeah. and that's the best kind of book where you yeah. bringing the generations together to exchange. It, it's so funny how it happens now with technology, you know, where mm-hmm. you're showing your grandmother. Okay, this is how you copy-paste. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, um, it's beautiful. That's it yeah. Yeah, you're it's to. Document, you know, your grandfather's role—that is, mm-hmm. oh, a family legacy makes it even it more is. important. And, uh, beautiful, so. Thank you. How beautiful is that. Um, oh, you mentioned the illustrator, so I'd like mm-hmm. you to tell us a little bit more about uh, the illustrator.
0: Certainly. So the illustrator is Sawyer Cloud. Sawyer is actually based in Madagascar. So. Our publisher is the one that um, paired the two of us together. And as some people that might be, you know, more familiar with like the traditional publishing process, know, they they generally kind of keep the author and the illustrator kind of separate. Um, So what we can do is provide some illustration notes, especially because this is a work of nonfiction. Um, just to make sure that you know certain things are highlighted that might be in the text. So it, I'd have suggestions, but ultimately it's the illustrator's you know job to figure out how she wants to interpret it. And Sawyer is an incredible illustrator. I mean, she has put out so many books. I mentioned she put out this book behind me, "A Family Looks Like Love" by another author I know called mm-hmm. Caitlin Wells, and it's about it's it's a cutest story um, about it's about puppies, but it talks about how you know families, everybody looks different. It's it's wonderful. And then also this other one behind me, Delphine Denise, and the Mardi Gras Prize, which came out um, this past, I think January or February too. Um, so she's uh, a prolific illustrator. We'll just put it that way. But she did such a wonderful job with the illustrations in the book. Um, the way that she kind of conveys emotion on, on the faces of some of the, on the the faces of some of the um, the people is just incredible. Especially during really pivotal moments, I was just joined by my son. He's he's over here. Um, during some of the pivotal moments, mm-hmm. like when people learned that they had been freed, and when they're you know walking to points of where you know walking off the plantation for the very first time, it's just it's just so um, it's just so magical, and you can just really feel the illustrations kind of just moving off the page, and and that's really really a talent so i know she's like you know it's amazing that i'm writing she's, that il- i'm illustrating all these books that are tied to african-american history we'll plant, we'll plant them later thank you <laughs> my son's asking to plant his apple seeds um we like gardening around here um right <laughs> but uh, but Uh, She is. She really did a masterful job of, um, you know, this book and then so many other books that she she's done. Um, So you'll see a lot more from her in the future too.
1: Wonderful, wonderful. I want to just quickly ask Jeff how we're doing with that fifteen minutes um, cut off. So we can keep on going. That's fine. We can keep on. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Um. Okay. So the next question. Please share more about your career as a writer. Have you always wanted? Have you always been a writer? Um, did you make a turn halfway through? Or whatever?
0: Yeah. So it's funny. I don't think I really considered myself a writer until much later in life. Although I always enjoyed writing, I was more of a math person, I think, uh, early on. And my career, uh, you know, before coming into writing, was was in marketing. So. Um, but actually I'd started my career post-graduation in publishing. So I worked for Time Inc. and I'd always loved magazines. And I want when I was younger, I wanted to start my own magazine. So there was something about the intersection of text and images that I did enjoy early on. I just never knew that it would necessarily manifest itself in this way. But I also enjoyed um, reading when I was, when I was really a young a young kid. And um, actually, I've always enjoyed reading, but I especially enjoyed picture books. And I just remember, my mom was like, you couldn't wait to learn how to read. That was just like your number one focus. Once you got to kindergarten, you just wanted to learn how to read. Um, So, you know, I had a career in marketing and consumer packaged goods marketing after I went, you know, back to Harvard for business school. And I always loved creativity. I was always drawn to colors and shapes and ideas. And, um, you know, the thing about marketing is, You know, it's one of those tricky fields where you feel like you get to be creative to an extent, but so much of it is actually farmed out to the agencies and the people who you actually hire to be the creative ones. And I I found it in some ways frustrating because, you know, I I wanted to, I just wanted to be more central to, to the creative action. And at the same time, I'd write things here and there. I have like a blog that I talk about marketing. Um, a little bit later down the line, I actually had a blog where I was kind of talking about just life and things in general. And also, you know, it's the advent of social media. So I'd post things on Facebook and I'd get a lot of great responses about my writing. And I just never really thought of myself as, 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 a, as a writer. But um, when, when my daughter was born, she's she's seven going on eight, um, I started having more ideas for children's books because we were reading a lot of books. You know, I was reading so many books with her and there were ones that Just didn't exist when I was a kid because I mean the number of books that had black faces on them were so few and far between. I mean I tell people about I I get my book order form you know when I was in kindergarten and I'd always pick off joke books because I love joke books. I've always been corny, (laughs) but but um, my mom. Would take a look at it, and she would find whatever book she could find that had a brown face on it, and then she'd put it back in my backpack in an envelope. And I wouldn't know what she put on the book order form. But then I'd get my books back, and I'd be like, "Wait, who who picked this book? I didn't pick this book. I just don't remember getting Mufaro's Beautiful Daughters um, in my in my book order form. I was just like, I picked." 101 pickle jokes what's this Mufaro's beautiful daughter is? <laughs> but I still remember you know the book to this day and, and, and beautiful illustrations and you know there are just so so few I think by the time my sister is about eight years younger than me um and uh by the time she was a little bit older I remember like the Afro Bet's books popping up and things like that but but you know for my daughter there were far more books available to her but I still realized that there were some um you know, there's still a gap and there are other stories that needed to be told. So I had ideas here and there, but I never really thought much about them. Um, But um, a little bit later, I kept on having these ideas that would just nag at me. And, you know, as I'd kind of searched the marketplace because I'm still a marketer, I was like, let me check, you know, are there white space opportunities here and there? And I noticed that some of my ideas, like there wasn't really anything like that. So that's when I decided, and that was around 2019, that I really wanted to give this a go. Um, And I, I, asked around, talked to some, you know, friends of friends who had been in the industry in different ways and kind of found my way here. And um, the reception has been, you know, of course, there's a lot of rejection along the way, but the reception has been positive so far. So I'm grateful for that, for listening to that writerly voice inside of my brain and uh, getting over the imposter syndrome too.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. I am, yeah. so, I am so thankful as well. And it's so okay. interesting how what a time machine it feels like you're in <laughs> and you, you see such a high quality book like this. And you, I immediately am like, wow, I didn't have this as a child, you know, yeah. and then I just go back in time and I read it and it's, and it enhances, you know, um, my childhood because that's, you know, that's the age group, but mm-hmm. it's like, it's still reflective of my experience, and that is always um, an esteem builder. You know, when you yeah. see, uh, it just affirms your existence as a human being. You know, yeah. and so um, oh gosh, so much went through my mind while you were talking when you mentioned um, the the relationship between children's literature and magazines oh my god Mm
0: -hmm. yeah
1: look at that (laughs) yeah i never would
0: have expected it no
1: way no way but you're exactly right yeah right exactly right that is you know you never know in your life how different experiences are going to come together as you piece together your own career and what a perfect
0: Yeah, I I never would have expected Foundation, it. So. Yes. But but it, it it makes sense. And, you know, at the time, even then I wasn't core to like editorial, I was working more on the, the sales side and helping sell magazines to, to actually to bookstores and, um, really? and supermarket chains. Yeah, but I was like, I want to do something more creative. So I'm going to go into consumer packaged goods marketing, which again, you realize is much more about the data and more about farming out the creative to other people. And although I was able to be a little bit more creative when it came to, um, I did do um, marketing for, you know, smaller, scrappy startups, as I mentioned, and I was able to be more creative in that sense. I I, I still kind of was chasing something that was even deeper. And um, I'm so grateful to be able to um, kind of exercise that creativity muscle now, because as I've been telling people, like the more I I use it, the more I want to use it and the better it gets. So that's great. Yeah.
1: Indeed. Um, let me just pause for a moment and allow the participants to gather their questions because I'm about to pass the mic to Jeff, who's going to read your question. Um, but while you're doing that, I just want to um, make mention again that uh, there's a special um, incentive for purchasing the hardcover or the softcover um, made available by the publishing house Porto, um, which is this wonderful poster, which says "Celebrate Freedom." So that's gonna be a part of your package um, after you purchase. Now, those who purchase the hardcover, unfortunately, they're definitely out of stock until like the August timeframe. So there's a little waiting for it. But if you do decide to get the soft cover, that's available right away you just got to reach out to the uh, bookstore in case it's not on our website yet we're working, <laughs> we're working on that. Okay. so at this time i'm going to check with jeff to see if there's any questions from the chat questions yet in the chat but i'm sure they're being formulated yes they are um, of course <laughs> you know one i'll just Uh, maybe point out maybe an observation that to get the reaction from the author it, how Juneteenth um, it's, it's interesting that you have a book that is a celebration Um, you know, the course that comes out of a a, a nation's tragedy and how a people can find ways to celebrate. And um, I, I think it's just amazing. And amazingly important for such a book to come out at, at this time and I wondered if you know h- how that struck you or, or whether you thought about that uh that that timing
0: yeah no I mean I think um you know it's it's interesting because right now you know we're right on the heels of Juneteenth celebration in Buffalo and it's going to be in person for the first time um in two years you know since the pandemic and a lot of people were hoping for a really big celebration and knew that it'd probably bring in a lot more people than it typically would across races. I mean, the reality is it tends to still be predominantly African-American, you know, Buffalonians who are there. But now a lot more people know what Juneteenth is, what's going on on the other side of Main Street. So they're like, oh, you know, other people might come too. Um, but I think right now a lot, of, a lot of Black folks honestly have some trepidation about celebrating um about celebrating in, in mass because you know there's there's a sphere of being a target. Um but one thing I actually um was able to be on a radio show with the mayor of Buffalo on Sunday. And one thing that he mentioned was that there's really going to be a strong emphasis on you not know, just a law enforcement presence there, because I know there's two sides to that of course, within the black community, but also of um, community groups that are organized as peacekeepers too, who'll have a strong um, presence at the festival too. So I think it's really important that we show up and that we be there because basically they're trying to scare us and we can't we can't be scared out of our own freedom celebration. Like that's that's not right. Like I mean, honestly, there have been so many attempts to, to like bury the seeds that we are over the decades, over the centuries, and we're still here, you know? So we still have to share our joy. We still have to celebrate how we're gonna celebrate. And I think that, um, you know, it, it, it probably means even more this year because we see how relevant um, the pursuit of freedom continues to be. And uh, Juneteenth is a reminder of that even though it's a celebration of when enslaved people in Texas learned that they were free, it still continues to be a reminder that we need to continue working to this, and obviously the events of the last few weeks have shown us this even more. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Well said. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, well, oh, Thank you. Sure. Um, if there's no other questions, of course I have more. <laughs> so, um, I have one more. Um, mm-hmm. And go back to my page here. Okay. Aspiring writers, um, mm-hmm. any advice uh, you'd like to share with them? Because I was so impressed. Just the time you really are doing so much right, and I have seen uh, many. Uh, the packaging, you know, the timing, everything was in sync. I mean, did you get into a meditation? I just I want to know. I want you to clone your process. It is working very, very well. And I think many you know, should take notes on mm-hmm. how you got this done with the highest quality I've seen like in my 28 years in business, seriously. You've done the marketing piece alongside the packaging. That's phenomenal, so okay. Yeah, no. So honestly, I have to give
0: as far as like the package that you receive, I have to give credit. Also, I mean, I collaborated wonderfully with our marketing, um, our marketing team at Cordo, who is wonderful. Mel Schuett was our marketing manager there. I mean, obviously, my background's in marketing, too. So I kind of had a vision for what I thought would be good for the book. And the good thing is, you know, every publisher is not the same. But I definitely have to say that Cordo kind of respected um, my my insight and my expertise, um, you know, with the book, like pretty much they had an idea of roughly, you know, kind of what they wanted the book to cover, but like everything else was pretty much like left to me. And then the editors too, to kind of go back and forth, even with the, um, the idea with what we would put in the Juneteenth kit, I was trying to be thoughtful about, you know, little things that might be nice. So the penance were something that were actually inspired by, um, penance that my grandfather made for, um, the very first Juneteenth in Buffalo, New York. So they're they were 1976 on them, um, but they were and they're a different color. But they were like little felt pennants, and he still has some hanging up um, in in the office and his house. Um, there's also a, a my Juneteenth uh, my uh, Juneteenth story diary because at the end of the book um, it talks about my Juneteenth story, and I, I want kids to kind of make Juneteenth part of their traditions and to hopefully. know, write down what they do every Juneteenth in that one too. Um, And then the poster itself was actually a wonderful idea that I was kind of surprised by um, from from the marketing team there. And um, celebrating freedom is definitely... So freedom, for those that aren't aware, is is one of the catchphrases that we're using now to, you know, celebrate all books and as a counter banning books as Nzinga um, talked about kind of earlier in the conversation. And um, you know, it's funny when my mom first, you know, read the book, she was like, you know, your book's going to get banned, right? I was like, well, <laughs> I was like, if it does, I guess I did my job <laughs> because I scared them, you know? Okay, I mean, yes. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not hopeful for that, um, but it's uh, there seems to be this this willingness to, to to withhold the truth from children. So, you know, when, when it came to actually like writing the book, um, you know, and I have to, I guess, speaking to aspiring writers, you know, for the beginning of your question, you know, I, I just want to make sure that people know to like communicate in your own voice. Like don't feel like you have to be somebody else because somebody else already exists, right? You are writing in your own voice and you're given a certain voice for a reason. So even though you're novice, I mean, and I'm still, you know, early in my writing journey, trust what your voice is and, and trust your gut. Um, because there are certain elements in here that I was like, I really want to include certain words. And, and, and it's going to sound like, me talking about Juneteenth, and and the nice thing is, as I've gotten feedback from families about um, the book, some people have said, you know what, like, I appreciate it, because it's written in language that I might use to communicate with my children, too, and, and that's, and that's, and that was really powerful to me, right, because I was like, this is how I'm going to speak, you know, I want to say that freedom for all is bad for business, because, like, it's true, it's blunt, you know, and, as, like, and kids understand certain things, they understand you know, telling the truth, um, they understand secrets, all these little things like that. And I was like, all right, let me make sure that I say this in a way that I might talk to my own kids. So it's, it's really important to make sure you, you know, to use your voice, um, and also just some of the things that make sense to your, your experience too. Um, and, and finally, I guess I'd say like, and I tell this to kids, like when I've, I've done some, you know, more like writing related workshops, you know, your stories matter and it sounds cliche, but it's, it's true. Like for me, I mean, I would have never imagined writing a story about Juneteenth when I was younger. I mean, I just thought I was like, everybody celebrates Juneteenth. Everybody goes to the festival every year. But then I left Buffalo and I was like... <laughs> Where's the Juneteenth celebration in, you know, in Boston? Like, it's not nearly as big as what I'm used to growing up. Or where's, you know, similar celebration in, in New York and other places? And while some places had them, it wasn't quite what I had. So, you know, when I had the opportunity to write this book, I was like, wow, this is a story that I can kind of uniquely tell. And so many of the books that I wrote were honestly peak pandemic, so I wasn't around anybody but me and my family (laughs) for the most part, and me and my imagination and my family and our experiences. And my daughter sometimes says, she's like, are you going to write me as a co-author of this book? Because you're basically talking about me in this book. I was like, you're smart. You're a smart little chickie. She's right there. Um, (laughs) But it's, um, I am talking about you. Um, And Here's is my special. A- <laughs> one of my one of my inspirations right here. Oh goodness! Oh, and another. Yes, this is my Daphne. Um, but you know, there's, there's so many stories to be found in in the everyday. So, you know, when people get stuck finding things to talk about, it's like, don't forget that, you know, you have a story just in, 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 waking up and some of the regular mundane things you do. It could be a fictional story. It could be nonfiction too. Just wondering about the things that we take for granted. And for me, I feel like I probably took celebrating Juneteenth for granted for so long, but now I'm just grateful. And I really acknowledge the work of people who you know, who brought this to my community and to so many other communities as an alternative celebration because um, now it, it means so much and to see it as a national holiday is just tremendous. So so please, aspiring authors, just remember, like, your voice matters. Like, be you, you know, trust yourself and also remember that your stories matter too. Oh, that is
1: very, yeah. very inspiring. Thank
0: awesome. you so much. Yeah. my pleasure.
1: Okay. Um, I want to make sure before we let you go, because yes, you're in demand there. <laughs> yeah, i <get> the <laughs> um, like how my time's almost six <laughs> Like bedtime. We're on East Coast time, so it's a little. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. No
0: worries. Yeah.
1: Um, Jeff. Uh, we still up to date with our uh, any questions before I close out with a. We are. Shameless, shameless um. plug. <laughs> we are. Okay. All right. So I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. thank you for your time and for your yes. um focus and energy that you spent creating this wonderful keepsake really um for the community so that we would have a place to start our conversations with our families and Mm -hmm. our communities um i want to thank everyone who has joined this call again i encourage you to um, seek out your local black bookseller Um, i want to thank the uh, six-year Community Book Center, Bingham's Books and Culture, Wild Book and Toy Store, Detroit Book City, More Books, and SOA Company Books for having another go at our co-sponsored events. We're going to continue to grow and refine our process uh, moving forward. Uh, and, um. I think that's all i have for today i don't have um i usually mention an upcoming event but right now what i have is um oh i forgot shoot it's a poetry event so i'm going to encourage you to visit our website afterwarebooks.com and sign up to our email list and you'll get um, a list of all of our upcoming events so I'm going to also ask Jeff once again, have I forgotten anything? <laughs> well, I'm cool. You're cool. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, thanks again. This again was, is recorded in the next few days. It will be uploaded to um, YouTube for you to share widely, right? So we um, can get more traction, more eyeballs on this important story.
0: That's great. Thank you so much for having me. It was an absolute pleasure. And please, everybody continue to support Black-owned bookstores. The Juneteenth story will be available and it'll be, it's in the mail, literally Thursday, Thursday. So, yeah. <laughs> so without delay. Um, so please support. And the posters um, are very cute, too. So very, I hope you enjoy them.
1: Very nice. Oh, and people are saying thank you online. Okay. Thank, thank you. you so much. Okay. Take All care. right.
0: Okay, okay. Take care.
1: All right. Bye-bye.